The Today's Word Podcast with Rick Pena. Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pena, and I bring you Today's Word for August 29th, 2018. I'm teaching a new series entitled Standing on a Word from God. It really kind of flows in the same vein from the last series. This is part three of the series, Standing on a Word from God. You get a word from God, you got to stand on that word until that word comes to pass. So we've been uh, studying the life of Abraham. I want to go back to the life of Abraham today, and I'm calling this message No Plan B. When God gives you a word, you got to stand on that word and you cannot have a plan B. If you come up with a plan B, you're going to have to deal with the repercussions of that plan B. We'll learn that today. So let's get into the word. So Genesis chapter 16, verses 1 through 4. We've been looking at Genesis 12. Now we're going to move over to 16. And this is 10 years later. This is what the Bible says. Sarai was Abram's wife, but she didn't have any children. Remember, uh, he was 75 years old. She was 65 years old. They got this word. But 10 years later, she didn't have any children. She had an an Egyptian servant named Hagar. So Sarai told Abram, hey, look, the Lord hasn't allowed me to have any children yet. Right. And I know God said that that we would, but I don't have no babies yet. So this is what I'm going to do. Why don't you sleep with my servant and then maybe she can have a son and then I'll just accept that boy as my own. Now, that doesn't sound like God at all, but that's what they came up with. And then Abraham said or Abram at this point said, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. You want me to have sex with your servant? That's cool with me. So after living 10 years in the land of Canaan, the Bible says Sarai gave her Egyptian servant to Abraham as a second wife and Abram uh, slept with her. And she became pregnant. And when Hagar, the servant, realized this, uh, and she became very proud, the Bible says, and she began to feel that she was better than Sarai, that she was like, okay, fine. Well, you know, you can have no babies and now I'm having a baby. And so now we have some issues that are, that are coming up between two women all because she came up with a plan B. If I drop down to verses 15 and 16, then the Bible says, Hagar gave birth to Abram's son and Abram named the son Ishmael. Now, Abram was 86 years old when Ishmael was born from Hagar. So he got the promise when he was 75. And then this baby was born when he was 86. So what does this mean to you today? I have two things, just two things to share with you on this morning. And I really believe these two things will get you fired up about standing on a word from God. You ready? Here are the two things. Number one, anyone can believe God initially, right? And so, so anyone, anyone can be in church on a Sunday morning, get a word from God, get excited, write it down, sow a seed, high five your neighbor. Anyone can do all of that. We even learned that in the parable of the sower. Two of the types of soil, the Bible says that they received the word of God. So the rocky ground received the word of God initially, got excited about it. The thorny ground received the word of God, but neither one of them held on to the word for the long haul, right? So uh, the key is holding on to the word that you receive from God until it comes to pass. That's the hard part. Anyone can get excited when they hear a word, but here's the problem. Um, When days, so you get a word from God, most of the time it's not going to happen the same day. So you get a word from God and those hours turn into days. Okay, that's not a big deal. That's kind of normal. And then days, a lot of times turn into weeks and then like, okay, okay, okay. Well, God is still going to do it. You're still holding on to it. You're still believing God. You still have it on your mirror in the morning so you can look at that promise. You know, you still have it on your phone, whatever. You you have it on your vision board uh, because it's been weeks. And then when weeks turn into months, you're like, oh, man, uh, but I'm still believe God, you know, I'm just going to have to, I'm believing God. And some people give up by this stage, but I'm just saying some people hold on. But, th- but then sometimes, sometimes, I know we don't like to talk about this, 
But months turn into years. And then now we got an, now we got an issue. Now we got a problem. People are like, oh, well, maybe I just didn't hear from God. Maybe that was me. Maybe that was, that was not the Holy Spirit. Maybe, and no, no, it was God. It's just that you're not holding on long enough to see in your hands what God revealed to you in your heart. When, when, when you get to this stage of, of weeks or months or years, we all feel the pressure to give up. We all do. But you got to hold on. You got to resist that pressure. You got to continue to believe God. If God said it, then it's only a matter of time before it comes to pass. Because if God said it, he will perform it. If he declared it, he will make it good. See, every believer wants strong faith. But many fail to properly understand how you measure faith. You don't measure faith in how big you can believe God because a lot of us have big dreams. You measure faith in how long you can believe God. See, Abraham had enough faith to believe that God was going to take him, a 75-year-old man, and his wife, a 65-year-old woman who was barren. She couldn't have no babies when she was 17, and here she was, 65, and they had enough faith to believe big, to be like, they had enough faith to leave. They left Ur of the Chaldees. They had enough faith to leave everything that they knew for the unknown. They had a, enough faith to go on this journey. They had enough faith to, to live there for 10 years in Canaan. They had enough faith to do all of that. They believed big, but they didn't believe long enough. And after 10 years, his wife came up with a plan B and he was dumb enough to accept it. Opening your heart to God's dream is one part of the equation. Believing big enough. So first of all, let me, let me say something about that. It's not necessarily all that easy to believe big enough because a lot of times we don't want to open up our heart completely to the size of God's dream because we're like, why would God do that with us? So believing big enough is one part of the equation. You actually have to open up your heart. It does. You have to expand your capacity to believe God to the point where you're dreaming God-sized dreams, where you're dreaming on his level, where you open up your heart to what he wants you to do. Really, and that takes a process. That takes some time. That takes you dying to self and fully accepting what it is that God said. That's one part of the equation. And if you can get to that level, that's great. But then the next part of the equation is even harder than that. Then you got to hold on long enough to see it. <laughs> then you got to hold on long enough for it to come to pass. Believing big enough is one thing. Believing long enough is a whole nother thing. As a believer, we're called to stand on the word from God. You got to believe big enough. You got to believe long enough. Number two, I have two things to share with you this morning. The second and final point is you must resist the urge to come up with a plan B. Oh man, we've all been there. You got to resist the urge to come up with a plan B. Because the enemy is going to want you to come up with a plan B. After 10 years of waiting on God, Sarai said, man, this thing ain't working. And so since it's not working, let me just come up with a plan B. She grabbed her servant. She said, sleep with her. Maybe I could just kind of embrace that boy, the baby, as my own. And then, and, and, you know, no, that was not God. And it caused all types of issues. Then it it's still causing issues today. The rift between Jews and Muslims started with two women in a tent in the desert. And it's still going on today, thousands of years later, because this woman came up with a plan B. You don't want to come up with a plan B. When you step outside of God's will, when you step outside of God's plans and you come up with a plan B, then you're going to have to deal with the repercussions of those decisions. See, faith believes God. Faith believes that God is going to do what he said he's going to do. And faith will continue to believe God until it comes to pass with no plan B. Say this. Say, I have no plan B. You got to get to the point where you have no plan B. If God said it then that settles it. It's only a matter of time. Last thing I'll say is either you're going to choose to live by faith or you're not. 
And it's really that simple. If you choose to live by faith, it means that you are living by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God for you. You're going to live by every word that God gives you. You're going to live by every promise that you receive in the word or through the Holy Spirit. You're going to live by every word. Either you're going to continue to live by every word that you get from God and, you, and you're going to believe it. You're going to believe big and you're going to believe long and you're not going to give up until you see in your hands what God revealed to you in your heart. Or you're just going to be like, okay, well, I'll just do my own thing. And at the end of the day, we're called to live by faith. Living by faith means that you're literally living by everything God tells you. Jesus said, I only say those things I hear my father say. I only do those things I see my father do. The son can do nothing without the father. Who are we to do anything without the father? We can only do what he tells us to do. We can only do what we're led of the Holy Spirit to do. So living by faith means that I am not my own boss. I am not the captain of my own ship. I am not charting my own course. I am not living my own life. I am not my own Lord. I'm dying to self daily. I am being crucified on a continual basis and I'm going to do whatever God tells me to do and I'm going to hold on no matter how long it takes. I am going to see in my hands what God revealed to me in my heart because I am a believer and not a doubter. I walk by faith and not by fear. This is how we're called to live. No plan B. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to repeat after me now in faith from a believing heart. Say this. Say, Father, this is a season of expectation for me. My expectation is tied to your word. I live by every word you speak to me. I live by every promise you spoke over me. I believe big enough to open my heart to your dream. And I believe long enough to resist every urge to come up with a plan B. I don't have any other plan. <laughs> I don't have any other option. You are my only hope, Father. I believe you will do what you said you would do in my life. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. Apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org and sign up and get the messages. They're going to be a blessing to you. Listen, don't have any, any plan B. Maybe right now you've been dealing with the, the, the repercussions of a plan B that you came up with. Well, let that be the last one. From now on, you're going to live by every word that God says. You're going to stand on the word and you will see the manifestation of God's promises in your life. Before you leave this screen, please share this with someone that you know and help them, encourage them to live by faith as well. This is how we're called to live. We are the just and we live by faith. God bless you.